the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning to my People's Baptist Church family. Good morning to our guests and friends. Welcome to this live stream worship service. Coming to you from the historic sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston, the oldest African-American church in New England. We were organized in 1805 and have been in this particular building since 1898. And we are just delighted to be able to share this worship service with you. The title of the message today is Keeping Hope Alive in 2022. Keeping Hope Alive in 2022. Everyone in the world regardless of their religion or lack of it, has hopes big and small. We all have wishes and desires and yearnings of various kinds. But what makes our hope a Christian hope is that it isn't just a hope for something, but instead it's a hope in someone. It's more than just a wish. It's an attitude of trust and reliance on God, our Father, through his Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our hope as Christians isn't just that events will turn out a certain way. Our hope is a settled confidence in the one who determines those events. Our hope is in the wisdom and the power and the love of God, the one who holds the future in his hands and turns it in any direction he pleases. That's the difference. Hoping not just in an outcome, but in the one who controls all outcomes. Not just desiring a change in our circumstances, but placing our hope in the one who has the power to change those circumstances. Not just wishing for a blessing, but setting our hopes on the one from whom all blessings flow. A Christian hope is first and foremost a hope in God. Listen to the psalmist in Psalm 25, verses 3 and 5. No one whose hope is in you will ever be put to shame. Guide me in your truth 
and teach me, for you are God my Savior, and my hope is in you all day long. Whether or not we obtain the things we desire, we trust that God will always do for us what is right and what is good. And even when this life is over, our hope does not end because we know that God's promises will all be fulfilled, promises of resurrection, the forgiveness of sins, and eternal life in Jesus Christ. That is our ultimate hope. When our eyes close on this life, they will open in a place where there is no death, no suffering, no sorrow, and no separation either from one another or from God. Our bodies, reborn and reconstituted, will never grow old or sick or weak. No one will ever harm us or deceive us or steal from us or betray us. We will be in a place where we will never again have to worry about COVID-19 or cancer or heart disease or diabetes or brain tumors. That is our hope, which is based on the promises of God. But there is a problem. In this world, our hope is constantly under attack. So it has to be nourished and strengthened. Hope isn't automatic by any means. It doesn't just happen. It is something we have to make an effort to maintain. Otherwise, over time, it will atrophy. It will diminish to the point that it can't support us. It will fail us when the trials and tribulations of life come to us. And so to keep that from happening... I want to suggest some things we can use to keep hope alive. The question then is, how can we keep hope alive? How do we keep hope from slipping away? Let me begin with this question. What is the one thing that threatens to weaken our hope? Oh, you can suggest all kinds of things. Discouragement, suffering, even plain old weariness, just mental and physical and spiritual exhaustion. But the most powerful enemy of hope is simply the passage of time. The waiting that constantly chips away at our hope, day by day, month by month, year by year. As Proverbs 13 tells us, so eloquently, hope deferred makes the heart sick. And this is indeed true. For example, a wife hoping for her husband to come to faith, putting up with his cutting remarks about how foolish her religion is, enduring his comments about hypocrites and holier-than-thou church people doing her best to be a good Christian example, even though she knows she falls short, wondering if God is ever going to answer her prayers for his salvation. 
and going through all of this day after day, month after month, year after year, with no sign of change, feeling your hopes slowly vanishing. Or a person hoping for a spouse, a partner, dealing with loneliness, battling the fear that perhaps the right person will never come along, watching the field of potential candidates getting smaller and smaller as the months and the years go by, or a married couple hoping for a child but unable to conceive months and years of doctors and tests and medications and charts and schedules and still no baby. Or a grieving single mother watching the self-destructive choices of her teenage son. Still waiting for him to finally wake up to see what's happening and change his life and stop doing drugs and get serious about school. But as time goes on and none of these things happen, her hope that her son will have a happy and fulfilling life is fading away. Or you could add dozens of other examples, waiting for a promotion at work that never seems to come, or waiting for a chronic illness to clear up, waiting for Father to tell you just once that he is proud of you, waiting, waiting, waiting. How do we keep our hopes from eroding over time under the constant drip, drip, drip of doubts and disappointments? So let me mention three things. First, we have to understand that with God, a delay in response is no indication that he will not answer. It's when God's response to our prayers is delayed, even for months or years, it doesn't mean that he won't eventually grant our request. The passage of time in and of itself tells us nothing about how God is going to respond to our prayers. That's a difficult concept for us to grasp because it's not the way other people operate. If you ask another person to do something and nothing happens and nothing happens and nothing happens, then after a while it, is, it probably means that nothing is going to happen. They're not going to do it. And the more time passes, the more unlikely it is that they are going to grant your request. Why? Because people forget. People get distracted. People change their minds and don't bother to tell you. They put it off and hope you'll forget about it. And we have all experienced that. But God is not like that. He doesn't forget or get busy or lose track of what he has promised or what he's planning to do for us. For him, something that happens or happened centuries ago is still fresh or as fresh and as current as something happening at this very moment. Listen to Moses in Psalm 90 and verse 4. 
for a thousand years in your sight are like a day that has just gone by or like a watch in the night. And uh, Peter says in Second Peter chapter 3, 8 and 9, But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years are like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise. As some understand slowness, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, the passage of months and years may seem organizingly slow to us. Every hour that goes by chips away at our hope. We think, is God going to act? Why hasn't he answered my prayers? Does he ever hear my prayers? But for God, days, weeks, months, and years, even centuries, they're all the same to him. There is no fast or slow with God. There is only the right time and the wrong time. So when the time is right, he will act, whether that's tomorrow or 10 years from now. He's not being slow. He's not delaying. He's not dragging his feet. He's simply waiting for the right time, whether or not that corresponds to our idea of the right time. As Solomon tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, there's a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to rebuild, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. So with respect to the examples I gave there is a time to be single and a time to be married, a time to be childless and a time to bear children, a time for children to rebel and a time for them to return, a time for people to turn away from God and a time for them to return to him, a time to be employed and a time to be unemployed. The problem and the reason our hope is fragile is that we think we know what these times are. We think we know when the time to be single has passed and when the time to be married has come. And if the time to be married has come and gone as we perceive it, and we are still not married, then we lose hope. Or we think we know when the right time has come for someone we love to accept Jesus Christ and to begin to trust God. But only God knows that. Only God knows the right time for any person to be married or to have children or to repent. And so if God doesn't answer our prayers right away, it doesn't mean his answer is no. It may just mean that the time isn't right. So keep on praying, my brothers and sisters. Keep on hoping and keep expecting God to act in response 
at all our prayers. But second, we have to realize that sometimes God uses waiting to test the genuineness of our hope. Is our hope really in God? Or are we just trying to use him to get what we want? Are we trusting God to do what is right? Or are we trying to dictate to God what he must do for us? And sometimes when you hear some people praying, you would think that they're telling God what he has to do for them. But time exposes whether our hope is false or true. Real hope waits, it perseveres, it doesn't give up, it remains faithful. It continues to believe and obey no matter how long it takes. David says in Psalm 27 and verse 14, Wait patiently for the Lord, be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently for the Lord. David also says in Psalm 40 and the first verse, I waited patiently for the Lord to help me, and he turned to me and heard my cry. Isaiah 40 and 31, a very familiar passage of scripture, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. True hope waits, but false hope folds its tent and moves on. So what kind of hope do you have? And thirdly, we need to remember that whatever the reason for the delay, it isn't due to any inability on God's part to answer us. Throughout the scriptures, we see over and over again that there is nothing God cannot do. Jeremiah 32 and verse 7 says, Ah, sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arm. Nothing is too hard for you. Job 42 and verse 2, I know that you can do all things. No plan of yours can be thwarted. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 19 and verse 26 said, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Some of you today may be struggling to hold on to your hope. Every week without an answer your, to your prayers makes it more tempting to give up and to give in. So don't give up. God is faithful. Trust him. Keep hoping. Keep praying. At the right time, he will answer. And remember his promise in Isaiah 49 and verse 23. Those who hope in me will not be disappointed. See, God knows the burdens that you bear. God knows the pressures that you feel. God knows the frustrations that you have. God knows the tears that you have shed. He knows the troubles that you have encountered. He knows the sorrows that you have experienced, the loneliness that you have feared. He knows the difficulties that you have confronted, the battles that you have fought, 
and he knows the sacrifices that you have made. God also knows the pain that you have felt. He knows the fears that you have battled, the hardships that you have suffered. And furthermore, God also knows about the mountains that you can't move. He knows the problems that you can't solve. He knows the questions that you can't answer, the load that you can't handle, and the door that you can't open. However difficult or dismal your circumstances may be, God will not let you down, so trust him. When you come to the end of your rope, trust him. When you reach your wit's end, trust him. When you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, trust him. When you don't feel the touch of his hand, trust him. When you feel your knees knocking together, trust him. And when you stagger beneath the heavy load, trust him. Although your problems pile high, keep trusting him. Although your circumstances get bad and sometimes even worse, keep on trusting him. Although your questions go unanswered, although your burdens get heavy, Trust him, for he will not fail you. If you are suffering in your body today, trust him for healing. If you are distressed over your failures, trust him. If you, if you are broken in spirit, if you are living under extreme pressure, if you are falling apart at the seams, trust him because he knows what to do and how to do it and when to do it in every situation. So when you don't understand what's going on, you still keep trusting. When you can't clearly see your way, keep on trusting your God. When you find yourself in a predicament, when you are in the midst of sorrow, when you face life alone, when you don't know what to do, when you must make important decisions, then keep on trusting your God. For many of you, life is not simple nor easy. Every day has its obstacles. Every hour has its burden. Every moment has its pain, but through it all, God can still be trusted. Therefore, though the road may be rough, Though the climb may be steep, though the battle may be hot, though the case may be difficult, though the situation may be bad, and the cross be heavy, keep trusting God, for he knows. And not only he knows, but he cares as well. So why fear when you can trust God? Why worry when you can trust God? Remember, his grace is always sufficient. His hand is always sure. His power is always omnipotent. His word is always reliable. His methods are always just. And his way is always safe. So go ahead and trust him. He has never failed a test. He has never lost a battle. He has never misunderstood a situation. He has never broken a vow. He has never disappointed a soul and never will. So if for some reason God has not given you the miracle that you have been praying about, keep on trusting him. If he has 
not supplied your need yet, if he has not solved your problem yet, if he has not removed your burden yet, or answered your prayer yet, keep on trusting God, for he will not fail you. He will not disappoint you. He will not forsake you. And the words of, I think it's a Negro spiritual, I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord. I will trust in the Lord till I die. I'm going to stay on the battlefield. I'm going to stay on the battlefield. I'm going to stay on the battlefield till I die. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.